0: Hey, Sedano, you know there's no better way to start your Saturday than when my guy, Doctor Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show, seven to nine a.m. Saturday morning on 710 ESPN.
1: What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Doctor Clapper, the most gifted physical specimen I've ever seen. Every Saturday morning from seven to nine a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
0: The champagne of bottled beer. <laughs> mother always used to say you can have champagne taste but we got a beer pocket (laughs) so you may want to buy champagne but you don't have the money to buy you only can buy beer that's miller beer the champagne of bottled beers it's an interesting topic how to live your life and learning it best from people who know theirs is being cut short lou garrick what a story he's born in 1903 he only lives to be 37 years old He's probably the best baseball player to ever live. But he also's parked next to Babe Ruth and then Joe DiMaggio. I want you to hear a little bit about the story, the bio of Lou Gehrig. Let's go to number one.
1: Lou Gehrig might be the greatest baseball player that ever because he was blessed with great ability to play baseball. But he did what every one of us does, which is get up every morning and go to work.
2: A son of German immigrants, Lou Gehrig was born on June 19, 1903 in New York City. He attended Columbia University, Uh where his hitting caught the attention of the Yankees, who signed him for the then-handsome sum of $1,500.
1: Lou Gehrig played at Columbia, hit mammoth home runs, many that landed on 116th Street and people still talk about today. And I think that really kind of showed you just what kind of a talent you were talking about.
0: Powerful man, built like Mickey Mantle, like Mike Trout. Just power. Muscles on top of muscles. Awesome. Jewish guy. Columbia. Sounds familiar? That's what I am. But that's not why I loved him. I loved him because he gave a speech when he knew he had a terminal illness. And I'm going to play that speech for you. But listen more about the history, the story of Lou Gehrig. Number two.
2: Garrick joined the Yankees in 1923 and became the starting first baseman in 1925. He set a long-standing record for most consecutive games played in Major League Baseball, earning him the nickname the Iron Horse.
1: Lou Gehrig would play no matter what. He played until he couldn't play anymore because he was dying. He played in 2,130
0: consecutive games. No ballplayer had ever done that before, and no one did it after him until Cal Ripken came along. And he played in six World Series. Nobody like Lou Gehrig. Consistent, powerful, and a beautiful guy. Next.
2: Playing in the shadow of teammate Babe Ruth, Gehrig amassed 2,721 hits, 493 home runs, and proved himself to be one of the most dominant hitters in baseball. A career 340 hitter, Gehrig helped the Yankees win six World Series between 1927 and 1938.
1: I think when you look at Lou Gehrig's numbers, sometimes you almost think they're fiction or typos because they're so enormous. Day after day, you look at his box scores, and he was filling box scores in ways that players just don't do every day.
0: But then it happens. While he's playing for the Yankees, he starts to trip over his own feet. Something terrible is happening. He has no control over his body anymore. It's a slow, steady loss of muscle function. The Clapper vision is... Your muscles are the light in the lamp. The electricity that allows you to plug that lamp into the wall are the nerves. If you start, don't just pull the plug out of the wall, but jiggle the plug in the wall, the light will start to flicker. It's not a steady stream of electricity. The light flickers. Kind of like the computers today here in the uh, studio. Thank you very much, Will. But that is a degenerative neurologic disease that will affect the muscles because they're the electricity, the nerves, to the muscles. So finally, listen to this.
2: During the 1938 season, Gehrig's performance started to slip. And on May 2nd, 1939, in an unprecedented move, he pulled himself from the Yankee lineup ending his streak of games played.
1: He started to trip over his feet. He started to have difficulty with dexterity with his hands. And that was really the first warning sign for him that he should get checked out.
2: Garrick checked into the Mayo Clinic and was diagnosed with amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, a degenerative muscular disease, later commonly referred to as Lou Gehrig's disease.
0: And he ultimately will die at age 37 in 1941. But in 1939, he knows he's dying of this disease and will rob him of a full life. He gives a speech, and I apologize, the speech, it's you know black and white footage, it's old. And some of it's not clear, so I'll translate a little bit, where he says, I know I've been given a bad break, but I want you to hear him say, I still consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Oh my God, because he's not dying immediately. He just knows it's going to be tomorrow or the next day, but it's coming soon. And to appreciate the precious time that he's had and the journey he's had, even the bad days are good days. Let's listen to this historic speech about how you should live your life from the great Yankee, Lou Gehrig. For
1: the past two, the past two, weeks, two weeks, you've been reading, reading, about, reading a about a bad rag. today, today I consider, I consider myself, myself the luckiest, the luckiest man, man on the face, on the of, the face of the earth. When you look, when around, you look around, wouldn't you consider you it a privilege, privilege to, associate to associate yourself with, yourself with such, with a, such fine a fine looking, looking man as is standing, standing in uniform, a uniform in this ballpark, and this ballpark today? today. That I might have been given a bad break, but I've got an awful lot to live
0: for. How do you like that? What I find most interesting is the world of things that are opposite. Steve Jobs is telling you, you want to know the greatest thing about life? Is that there's death. Lou Gehrig's saying, I've been given a bad break, but I'm also lucky. How could you coexist these two opposite things? You can't be given a bad break and then say, I'm lucky. How could you be lucky to get a bad break? that's exactly right the only reason why life means anything is because the opposite is going to occur which is death why should you wait to get that information and not realize right now today could be the greatest day needs to be the greatest day of your life it's an awesome story and at 815 I can't wait to talk to my guest Richard Walpert who works side-by-side with Steve Jobs who absolutely sucked the juice out of every single second minute he was here. Changed the world, not just with the iPhone. Changed the music business, the journalism business, the radio business, your business. Whatever it is that you do, there's no Uber unless there's an iPhone with an app. Well, the iPhone, and therefore the app, came from Steve Jobs. Everything that we do came from this guy, and he's teaching us how to live the life. Can you imagine working side by side with him? Richard Wolpert did. I cannot wait to talk to him.